0: back to another edition of the Acacia Covered podcast brought to you by CapFed True Blue, our partner here at Acacia Covered. Uh, and uh, we are deep into state championship season already. Uh, we had, uh, you know, State Scholars Bowl was the, uh, contested uh, a couple weeks ago. And then this past weekend, it was state swimming. And Mac and I got to spend uh, spend a couple days out there. I was out there Friday to shoot a bunch of stuff in the prelims. And then Mac came over and joined me on Saturday. And and uh, you know we saw some good good swimming. Uh, there were some fast times, uh, some state records. Uh, usually, you get a, a state record or two at these at these meets. Which you know it's it's amazing that every year you know you, you do get a record when it seems like man, what I saw last year. How can how can somebody beat that? But uh, you know the people just keep getting better and better. And we had a couple state records uh, set this weekend. But uh, we will start with Class 6A swimming where. It was kind of a foregone conclusion who was going to win the team championship in Class 6A, and, uh, and Blue Valley North certainly did nothing to, uh, to dispel that notion. Uh, the Mustangs run away with uh, the 6A team title, uh, scoring 314 points to win by uh, 98 points over Shawnee Mission East, uh, you know, a team that's perennially in the top, uh, in the top uh, two, top three championship type of team. But Blue Valley North, Mac, their depth, uh, you know, they didn't go out and win any individual races. They got a couple relay wins, but uh, their depth was just phenomenal.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, looking at, you know, kind of the list and you're trying to figure out, you know, the the, the top ones, who you're going to talk to other than just some, some guys on the relay. But, uh, you, you know, they just had two guys that were top three uh, with uh, – uh, Jack Monroe uh third in the 100 yard backstroke and then uh they had one other guy uh get get a third but like just a a list that we, I think think we knew going in, it would, it would look a little bit like that. And then they also had a little bit of adversity, as much adversity as you could have. uh, If you're uh, going to end up winning by uh, nearly a hundred points over the, the next best team, you had a couple DQs that, uh, you know, uh, took some guys out that might've got them some, some points, uh, one in the, in the prelims and one in the, in the finals, of course, though uh, the, the biggest, the biggest, Thing for them getting that hot start where last year they went through 11 events before they ended up bringing home that 400 relay to to uh you know uh, just put a exclamation point on their 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 state championship last year this one they start out and they the first swim event they get uh, a a gold in in the relay and 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 that was one that uh You know, looking at going in, Blue Valley West was the 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 front runner, and uh, they end up getting a a uh, stroke infraction that uh, DQs them, and so Blue Valley North uh, gets the the win to start out uh, in that. uh, Just uh, got them going, uh, and and you know by the end, just. So many guys, like four, I think 14 scored points in individual races for them, uh, at state. And you know, as you just start going down the, the list of, of guys, a, a few that stand out, uh, you, you got Henry Parisi, uh, was on, uh, the, the 400 free relay at the end to get the, the gold. And who's was also got a silver and another relay. And then, uh, Wilson, uh, Rikoff, uh, ends up doing the, the same. And then, uh, I'm trying to think there was one more, uh, got, uh, Ethan Chan, I think, uh, you just guys that, you know, uh, again, the individual accomplishments weren't all there, but everyone came in, uh, did their job Uh, a a guy like uh, Alec Lopez on a relay where uh, you know that was a fun one of hearing uh, Rob Cole talk about him calling him Mr. October because uh, for the last two years you know uh, sometimes the the swims just aren't there early on in the season and then by the time you get to state, though, he he's delivered and and he did it once again, uh, just uh, giving them a a great performance there in that 400 free relay, and you know it just it just kept building up, building up, and then you know uh, I think one of the ones that uh you know if you look at how they kind of pushed that score to make it n- uh, not a tight race like it was last year, uh you know a guy like. Connor uh, Golding, uh, you know, he goes from scoring two points for the team last year uh, and just putting in the work coming back this year, and he ends up being the other top three finish, got the – in the 100-yard breaststroke. And, you know, you just – you start piecing it all together, and and, and you could just see throughout the the day uh, they were just not – there was – they were not gonna catch up and that didn't stop them from making sure that at the end they once again made sure they got that 400 free win and 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 you know put the stamp on it and uh you know it, that's something that they do that's the their race they want to to kind of hang their hat on that and and be the thing that uh you know they in practices with those uh you know, hundred sprints, hundred yard sprints to just uh, make sure that uh, they're ready to go with that one. And sure enough, you know they they get the job done. And uh, you know uh, from there though, you know we 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 were wondering whether the second team, you know somebody could give Shawnee Mission East uh, a run for their money. And obviously uh, a couple teams to do it. We we talked about it going in. It was a maybe a later surprise in the year. But sure enough, uh, they they repeated those results with Manhattan and Washburn Rural uh just being right there they're not quite able to catch up with Shawnee Mission East but they end up tying uh for third uh and and you know end up edging out a a couple of those perennial teams Blue Valley West and uh, Olathe East in the the next two spots on that uh, team scoreboard but uh, just a another team Shawnee Mission East just it, it was a lot of depth not not a lot of uh individual top uh swimmers but uh it's particularly that uh 200 uh medley relay uh they end up just narrowly edging out blue valley north or blue valley north would end up sweeping those relays and and shiny mission east kind of uh you know just had those the, those guys that uh you know all throughout the the list you would just see those shot Mission east names pop up and and and, and guys like uh john crosby a, a senior that just you know they 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 kept with it they 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 know what they're good at and they make sure that they they go in and they're not going to kind of uh get down about Oh, I, I'm not going to be in the running to, to get the the title in this race. They're they're going to go out, swim their best, and and just keep building up those points. And then it obviously helps having uh, a a couple divers like uh, Peter Stechschulte finishing runner up. So that ends up being the the key for them. And then you know looking at the individuals, I think the big story. Uh, you know, you mentioned the, the breaking the records and Grady O'Connor uh, for Shawnee Mission South uh, ends up getting that double gold once again. And, and, and that was one that, you know, I know last year uh, is interesting talking to him because it really was just, you know, uh, he, he wasn't like sad, but you, you know, you expect a little bit uh, happier when you break through and, and are able to, to get that double gold. And uh, you know, he, he went that the hundred free and the, and the 200 free and, and, but, you know he said he was sick going in and it just he wanted the records he wanted the times and he was more focused on that than necessarily winning and so you know he, he said even back then it was like he's already turned the page he's already looking he's figuring out what he's going to do to, to make sure when he comes back the next year he can break uh particularly that uh 200 free record and sure enough he comes in and and he gets the job done and 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 Finishes that one, uh, one thirty eight, uh, fifty eight, just, uh, flying through the water, six seconds ahead of of uh Jack Miranda's the the runner up in that one, and you know he. he He went crazy afterwards and and you know just uh jumping through the water and 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 just he's uh, you see that a lot you see them go up and they punch down on the water but man i i few had the 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 force that 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 grady brought on that one he was super excited and then uh when he followed up and got the the win in the the hundred free uh you know he it wasn't quite the same uh, response, but he he gave Brent a flex over on one side, uh, and then he he, he he busted out both the uh, the finger to the lips and then the the uh, the hand to the ear. He was doing the whole Cogan a little bit, uh, trying to get the crowd hyped up for that one. So uh, it, it it was a great finish for him, and 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 you know in talking with him, part of how he got there was uh, he he switched his club swim team in the off season uh went to I think he's talking 12 practices a week for basically nine months uh to to make sure that he was going to 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 be at the the highest level but also yeah he's dealing with a little bit of burnout you know and and uh you know he told me he wasn't sure if he even wanted to jump back into the water uh get in there and 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 finish up state going in uh to this last week he was just you know he wasn't quite feeling it but you know he, 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 he at that point was wondering if he'd even want to compete in swimming going forward at the college level uh but as soon as he got in there and was competing at state and had that feeling, especially when he's looking up at that scoreboard, he said, it's back. That love for swimming, uh, is right back. So really cool to, to, to hear that and see that. And that's why we got to see that excitement. It wasn't just about breaking the record, but it was, it was about, uh, you know, falling back in love with swimming after, you know, just grinding to, to get himself to the point of being capable of, of breaking the state record. So really cool story from him. And then, uh, almost the flip almost it was, it was almost like, uh, talking to Grady last year, talking to, 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 uh, Micah Churchill from blue Valley Northwest. Uh, you know, he gets, uh, the, the double gold wins the, the hundred fly, uh, repeats in, in, in that one. And sorry, not double gold. It gets the hundred fly and then gets a runner up, uh, behind Brock Wallace and the, the, uh, individual medley. And, you know, it, he was looking at it and and it was very interesting. He was happy. he, He was more happy about that runner up to, to Brock Wallace he knows what kind of competitor Brock is uh he he got a great time in it felt like he just kind of had that one down uh but then you know something about you know he, he he swam great in in prelims but uh just something was a little off in finals and he what he just woke up and he wasn't feeling it and uh ends up kind of having a uh you know a bad stroke right at the wall and 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 uh ends up not getting nearly the time he wanted and you know So it's so you just uh, gets repeat champ in the hundred fly, but still just doesn't feel happy about it and uh you know just immediately the first thing you know he's he, he, he didn't say 100 percent that it was to break the record but he's uh he said expect for that time to to be uh a a a 48 low uh like he he's he's coming back for it and and uh you know i i would ex- i I trust him. I trust that he's going to put in the work and it's going to be a lot like what Grady did over this last year. So uh, expect great things for, for Churchill going into, to, to next season. And then, um, you know, looking real quickly at uh, a couple of the other ones, uh, I guess uh, another one from my area is blue Valley West. uh, uh jack punswick but i'll let brent take on that one and and talk to uh, a few of the ones he talked to afterwards but uh you know he he mentioned the blue valley west set back with the relay but he got the job done in his individual events
0: yeah jack was a actually a really good story Uh, i went over to uh, talk to his coach uh, uh, after he had won his title and said hey i want to make sure i get a get the chance to talk to him and and uh, she said, Hey, do you know the story about him? And I'm like, No, I, you know, I've never really even heard his name until this year and seeing his name pop up. She goes, Well, he he's really only kind of been a seasonal swimmer for us. He's really a baseball player and that was his true love and and uh, he ended up getting cut from the baseball team last year as a sophomore uh, when he went out and he and when I talked to Jack, he said it just devastated him. You know, it's it's a sport that's been his favorite his entire life and he was in his car crying and, and didn't know what he was going to do and then just decided that, you know, forget this. I'm going to make swimming my my thing. And he just poured himself into it. And he went from a, from being a kid that, you know, would swim during the high school season, maybe a month in the summer, and that was it. Not a state qualifier ever in his career. And then, boom, he's a state champion and a dominating state champion in the 100 breast at that. He goes a 58-60 uh, in, the, in the finals to win by more than two seconds over – over Kiefer Kim of Olathe Northwest, and, and you know, even going in that championship race, even though he's a heavy favorite, there was a lot weighing on his mind. Uh, and during prelims, he got DQ'd in the 200 individual medley. Um, I don't know where he would have placed in that, but, you know, he gets DQ'd in that race, and then he comes out, and he's the one that, that gets hit with the stroke infraction to erase Blue Valley West's championship in that 200 medley to start the day. So, uh, you know, the kid was a little shaken, but, Boy, if you ever want to talk about somebody that knows how to take a punch and, and get back up off the mat, I mean, that Jack Punswick kind of kind of defines that, you know, having, having his baseball career basically taken away from him uh, by not making his baseball team and then coming back and pouring yourself into swimming and then your first chance at state meet, hey, I DQ in, in two races at state. But uh, he, he perseveres through that and gets a state title. Just a junior, so he'll be back to, to uh, go after that next year again, uh, winning a state title, maybe try to get down and challenge the, the record of Taryn Fisher from Washburn Rural, which is a 56-15, a which is a two-second drop, which in, in the breaststroke is quite a bit, but we've seen how far Jack came from last year to this year, so the I, I wouldn't bet against him uh, not being able to at least go out and, and think about challenging that record next year so a great story with jack punswick there from blue valley west uh, kind of getting a little bit of redemption and then you know mac mentioned uh washburn rural and manhattan were third place in the team standings they tie each with 200 points and and really we're right there with shawnee mission east which that that really hasn't happened you know third place is washburn rural's best uh team state finish ever in boys swimming uh first time they've ever gotten a trophy there manhattan used to be a power back in the day but you know has kind of kind of fallen off a little bit, and now they've kind of come back, and, and those two Centennial League schools battled it out for the league title uh, last week uh, or the week before, and then, uh, you know, just just came up with great swim after great swim um, on, on Saturday at the, uh, at the state meet. Rural actually comes away with two individual state champions. Uh, Brogan Meyer, you know, his teammate Will Powell set the league meet record in the 50 freestyle uh, in the league meet the, the week before, but Brogan decides to swim it at state. He goes out and qualifies first, and then he goes out and wins it. Uh, swims a 21:41, 41 uh, which would have set the league, rec- league record, but that that's going to be Will's to, to carry on. But uh, Brogan gets the state title, so pretty nice consolation there. Uh, just edges Mariano Palacian from Manhattan by .19 seconds for that title. And and Brogan was a little bit under the weather Uh, battling a chest cold, but uh, his coach said you know the good thing about being a freestyle sprinter is you don't breathe in that 50 you don't ever come up for air so he didn't have to worry about breathing he could just put his head down and go and and won a really good race there were there was uh six of the six of the eight guys in the finals were all under 22 seconds all within 0.49 seconds of each other so it it was a thriller we hadn't even really weren't even really sure who won you're trying to focus Mac and I are trying to focus on getting that jubilation at the finish and like he said nobody was nobody was celebrating it was like who won so I'm like I was focused on Brogan because I thought maybe he got it no well he's not reacting so I, I kind of look over to the Manhattan kid well he's kind of just looking at the board I'm, I'm scanning back and forth and like Nothing. Then, so I, finally, I just turned around, look at the board. Oh, Brogan won. And then finally, he reached over and hugged Powell, who was in the next lane, uh, and took seventh in the race. But uh, yeah, so it was a it was quite a uh, quite a non reaction. But I think it was mostly he said, A, he has a hard time seeing through his goggles, so he's looking at the board trying to figure out if he won or not, and couldn't really tell. But uh, B, he was just a little bit under the weather and had had some races coming up. He was saving his energy for. So we didn't get that. But uh, Brogan comes back and takes second in the hundred butterfly. And then right after that, uh, two, two events later, uh, Jack Miranda, his senior teammate from Washburn Rural, he wins the 500 freestyle. And, you know, going into, into the year, he, he finished third last year Wasn't sure if a state title was within reach and had Brock Wallace decided to swim the 500. It probably wasn't Brock was by far and away the best in the 500 freestyle this year, but Brock had a lot of options. Uh, And and Scott and I will talk to this a little bit uh, about Brock Wallace of Wichita Northwest, but he decided not to swim the 500 free. So that, that put Jack in a spot where going in, he had a a slight lead over Jack McClellan of Shawnee Mission East and Hayden Renault of Olathe West and Willow Graves of Manhattan. But in the finals, Miranda found another gear and and he finishes in 443 wins by about five and a half seconds over Renault from Olathe West to, to cap his career with his first state championship. And then Manhattan and rural were kind of locked in a battle for that team, uh, that third place team finish going into the the final race and Manhattan led rural by four points going into the final race to, for third place. And uh, so rural uh, had qualified second, They end up finishing second, just 0.19 seconds behind Blue Valley North in that race. But Manhattan jumps from like a seventh qualifying spot, and they end up taking fourth. And that's just enough to to have those two teams end up tied for the third-place team finish. So a great job by Washburn Rural. Uh, great season by both rural and Manhattan rural graduates. A lot of seniors, Manhattan returns almost all their guys. Palacian is gone, but the guys like Max Steffensmeyer, uh, Willow Grays, Ethan Ballman, Samson Stadler, they'll all be back uh, again next year. So Manhattan's got a really bright future ahead of them. And then uh, turning to our champions from the Wichita area, Scott, you got a chance to see Brock Wallace uh, swim a couple times this year. And there, there was no question. He was, questioning his ability would kind of be just by, by how much was he going to win uh, these races. Although, you know, in the 100 back, uh, he, he did have some competition going into the state meet. Uh, Blue Valley Northwest, John Christensen actually had the top, uh, top time during the regular season, swam a, a 52-35 late in the season to, to put that top time. But uh, when they actually got a chance to go head to head, it was all Brock Wallace. Yeah.
2: It's, it would really be interesting to kind of hear those discussions that Brock had uh, with his coaches about uh, deciding what to do. And what he ends up doing is going with the events that he competed in uh, throughout his career at state. Uh, and he ends up being a a two-time champion in the 200 individual medley and the 100 backstroke, a four-time medalist in both events. So, uh, you know, obviously his specialties, he found them early in his career and, and, uh, and continued to, to develop, you know, his skills at those. And, and, uh, Uh, But, yeah, this year, it really, as we've talked in the past, he, you know, he was all over the honor roll, the state honor roll in 6A. And then, like you mentioned, led the field, would have led the field of qualifiers in the 500 free by quite a bit uh, heading in. But, but opts to go with the, with the, with the old standbys, the 200 IM and and the 100 back. And, and, you know, it turns out to be a great decision. He, he comes, comes through in the backstroke, like you mentioned. Uh, swims 50-54, becomes the only six A kid to go under fifty one seconds this year uh, in that event to get to get his second straight title, uh, and then in the in the uh, two hundred IM he set the city league meet record here in Wichita a couple weeks ago. At, uh, one fifty four sixty nine I think it was and then takes that on down to one fifty one fifty one uh in winning the two hundred i m at state and, and so uh, the three second cut there between his final two meets and that really kind of shows what those guys are trying to do when they get to the end of the season here they uh you know they want that last that last chunk or that last chunk of time to to come off at state and and you know and He's, it's not surprising that Wallace was able to do that. He's a student of the of the sport and really knows his body, knows knows his techniques, works diligently on on the little things that can cut time and and uh, you know he he concludes his career as one of the one of one of the best the city leagues produced and and he's going off to Cleveland State to to swim next year. And, uh, just a really good kid, really cerebral uh, athlete, and, and uh look forward to seeing what he can do in college. And then, uh, you know, you mentioned when you know, we are talking about Wichita Northwest, they end up getting a third championship uh, individual championship with their diver, Gianni Benoit. Uh, you know, it seems like Gianni's been around. He, he's just a junior, but uh, uh, his name's been on our, our lips for a while, and he, he comes through and, and uh, uh, wins his first state championship. He's a three-time City League diving champion and uh, gets his first one at state kind of did the uh, slow climb up the the leaderboard there, was third after the prelims and, and second uh, going into the – or after the semifinals and then comes through and then slips past Shawnee Mission East, uh, Peter Stekschulte in, in the in the final round. So, uh, you know, a great achievement by him, and he's got a chance to, to come back uh, one more time next year and, and, and defend that title. So, uh, you know, Northwest, you know, finishes 11th. So in, in the team thing, you know, the team – Standings not not a great uh uh maybe not a great finish but but it shows you what two individuals can do because Northwest ends up taking a quarter of of the individual events at state.
0: Yeah, uh, them and rural the only two uh, <laughs> only two schools to have multiple state champions in terms of uh, in terms of individuals. Obviously, Shawnee Mission South Grady O'Connor gets the two. He also is named the athlete of the meet. Uh, it was a pretty easy decision for that one. Uh, you know, obviously Wallace had a had a great meet, but when you go out and break a record, uh, uh like uh, like Grady did, and a, and a fairly old record. You know, it was from two thousand eleven. Ben some of the East had that mark, so it, it stood more than a decade for him to. Uh, For him to go out and take that record, it was pretty much a no-brainer for the Athlete of the Week for Class 6A. So your Class 6A state champion was Blue Valley North, uh, runner-up Shawnee Mission East, and then third-place tie for Manhattan and Washburn Rural. And then... All, uh, the morning session was Class 5A, and we, we can kind of just call it the Greater Wichita Invitational because uh, <laughs> the three teams from the uh, from the Wichita metro area really went out and just completely dominated uh, the Class 5A uh, state meet. Uh, Andover, um, tremendous depth. They uh, they win the state title, score 374 points. That beats Wichita Collegiate, which has its best showing ever as a team with runner up with a 278 and then Cape and Mount Carmel, 216 points to finish third. And, and uh, you know, those schools dominated, they, they won all, but, uh, but a handful of the, uh, of the titles there. And at the state meet, uh, you know, Lansing, Zach Mendez got two, uh, St. Thomas Aquinas, a diver, Alex Muller got one. The rest were all occupied by Andover Collegiate and Capon. And, and Scott, you weren't there, but you've seen these these programs enough that, uh, you know, we really weren't surprised by a whole lot. I, I think the, the guys that we thought would uh, go out and do what they were going to do, did exactly what we thought they were going to do. And, and the team, the team race kind of fell pretty much exactly where we thought it, it would fall this year. Yeah. You when you look at Andover and it's been this way. It was this way
2: last year too. a lot of really, really good swimmers. Not maybe not the swimmer. And, and this maybe has a lot to do with just the depth of the talent in the Wichita area right now. Uh, you know, collegiate it. This had Adam Sandy last year was was their superstar, Derek Yang, uh, the superstar this year. And, but, you know, Andover just has every base covered, you know, they, as as you mentioned in your story, finalists in 11 of the 12 events, 17 state qualifiers, uh, a a good mix, just up and down senior leaders, some freshmen that came in this year and, and made a, made a nice impact for them. And, uh, uh. You know, when you're able to to scatter points throughout every event, you you look at the end and, and you know they went it almost by a hundred points. And uh, I, I think if you did have a maybe a standout for the team this year for Andover, uh, I'd really look at C, senior Eli Conard. He he came into the program last year. Uh, was homeschooled out in western Kansas and then transferred uh, into Andover last year as a junior and and kind of found his way, found his place on that team and was a, as a key contributor. Got was part of that state meet record 400 meter re, or 400 yard freestyle relay team uh, that capped uh, Andover's first title last year. Uh, but he really, I think he was really hungry for an individual title and really kind of worked for toward that toward that end. Really honed in on his freestyle. Uh, uh, technique and, and comes through and, and wins the 100 freestyle uh, goes one, you know, along with the uh, senior teammate Ian Diefenbach finishing second behind him and then uh, he went after the 50 freestyle which uh that's uh, you know, I mentioned collegiate Derek Yang. That's Derek's territory. But those two, have, those two have traded victories, uh, you know, at top times, uh, throughout their careers at racing head to head, and it seems like they're always in the same lane or you know, one lane next to each other, uh, racing. And They have one final good, uh, good battle in the fifty free, and and Yang takes that one. But but Eli's, you know, Eli, I think was kind of that the kind of emerged quickly into, into a real leadership role for that Andover team. And then uh, just other swimmers like Diefenbach that I mentioned, David Gott, uh, some good freshman contributors and Brett Zeiser and, and, and Clark, uh, uh, Clark Young, uh, you know, come through and, and contribute at state as freshmen. So I think Andover loses six seniors off, of, off of this year's team. And, but but uh, you know, as we mentioned, 17 state qualifiers. So uh with their ability to, to score in every event and they, you know, they diving is kind of a new thing for them. And they came through in that event as well with three, three placers there. So, uh, yeah, endovers, uh, you know, back-to-back titles, that's a great accomplishment for the Trojans. And, and they certainly
0: look like maybe looking forward,
2: have a chance to go for three in a row
0: as well. Yeah, they were they were certainly impressive. And then you look at uh, collegiate. We talked you talked about Derek Yang. Uh, uh, he was named the athlete of the meet, and that was that was something that that was really up in the air. Who was going to win that? Uh, Yang obviously had a great meet. Uh, wins wins two titles. He wins the 50 freestyle and the hundred freestyle or the hundred butterfly. But, uh, you know, I, I think certainly some cases could have been made on some other people's part. You had uh, Frank Alberti of Cape and Mount Carmel uh, become, completes the career sweep of the 100 backstroke, wins that all four years of his high school career, um, also has a title in the in the two hundred individual medley for the second straight year uh, to lead Capen's efforts, and you know he's somebody that definitely could have been uh, the athlete of the meet. And Scott, you know, he's somebody that you know he burst on the scene when he was a freshman, and we're like, oh, that was a a pretty nice win, and and he just did nothing to uh, to ever let th- anybody catch up with him in that hundred back. Yeah, he just really became one of the one of the you know that, that he found his niche i mean
2: i think uh, in your story you you mentioned how you kind of come in as a as a distance swimmer and and uh but found found those those fast twitching muscles for the for the speed races and, and really applied that to the backstroke and and uh uh ends up being you know, I, I think as I look at the winning times, you know, uh, Wallace takes the the 6A backstroke in 50:54, and uh, you know, Frank goes 50:45 at the in the 5A uh, finals, both from the city league. I'm not sure how much they met, they raced in that event throughout their careers, but but boy, I would have loved to seen one you know, grand state race there between those two in the backstroke. I that would have would have been outstanding, but, but yeah, Alberta. Uh, you know another one who who had a lot of options he he had really swam the butterfly well throughout the season and, and probably could have gone that route at state and, and been a, a top contender there, but he sticks with his old standbys, which are the same as as uh, wallace 's in six a and and uh, Frank wins the two hundred i m and and uh, the uh, the 100 backstroke. Maybe where you know you talk talking about the swimmer of the meet. Maybe where Yang separates is what they were able to do in the relays. He gets that third gold in the in the 200 medley relay with the Spartans, and and then they finish second to to And over the 200 freestyle relay. So uh, I guess if you're looking for things that tip the scales, maybe it was was that uh, toward. You know, for Yang individually, it certainly was a thing that tipped the scales for Andover uh, um, to win both of the freestyle relays. I mean, those are big points when you can you can uh, you know pull a title in in one of those you know one of those three relays uh, at state and. And the Trojans get two, but but yeah, great individuals. It's, it's, it's been a great time, uh, you know, around the Wichita area for really outstanding swimmers. And and uh, you know, I'm kind of kind of curious to working down here just to see who's next. You know, uh, you, you, collegiate Nathan Lynch wins the wins the breaststroke uh, in five through one A. Maybe he's the the new superstar in waiting for collegiate because they really they have. Produce some outstanding individuals, and then uh, you know, Capen's obviously going to miss Alberti, but they were they're another good team with some really good depth, uh, young depth uh, at that level. So I think the Wichita area will continue to be strong.
0: Yeah, I agree, and and even jumping back up to six A, and they, you know, they could be back down to five A next year. Uh, Mays is a school that kind of bounces back and forth, but uh, they had some good underclassmen, and like Cooper Johnson and Zachary Reif there that uh, that were right up in their top three t- type finishers. That uh, you know, just kind of biting their time, waiting for their turn to shine. But uh, you know, back in the class five A, the other guy that could have thrown his name in the ring for the athlete of the meet was uh, Lansing's Zach Mendez. You know, last year he was the the state champion in the 500. This year he comes back and, and not only defends that title, but gets the state record in that. He was the only state record setter in Class 5A. He goes out, and actually in the prelims is when he does his damage. Uh, he goes out during the prelims and swims a, a 433.78, which is, or I'm sorry, a 432.58 in the prelims, which was just... It, You know, anytime I see the five hundred mark get broken, it just amazes me because it's it's such a long race and and you see somebody go as fast as you saw Zeke Metz or or um, you know, some of the girls that we've seen over the years that have been really great in this race, and you go like, Man, how can anybody even push that out even faster? Well Uh, Zach Mendez goes a 432-58. That breaks uh, Zeke Metz's old record of 433-52. So by almost a second he gets that 5A meet record. Uh, He isn't quite able to to back it up and get another record on Saturday, but he swims a four thirty three seventy eight, and oh, that just wins by twenty one plus seconds uh, over over Andover's Clark Young. So uh, Mendez just completely dominates that race, and then he also gets the the state title in the two hundred freestyle this year. He goes a one forty eighty one in the finals, that gets him less than a second away from the. Uh, state meet record of 139.92 set by collegiate Adam Sandeed in 2002 and that'll give Zach something to shoot for next year uh you know you get within a second and come back next year and really the 200 is kind of a sprint for him Zach's a, a kid that has growing up and, and and getting good at swimming he's more of the even the Longer than the 500, he likes the mile, the thousand. You know, he those are his races, and so you know, he, coming down in a 200 almost feels like a, a sprint for him. And and he said, you know, he has kind of has to treat it that way. Still, kind of keep some of the strategy, not not go out too fast and not have enough left. But you know, the, the more he develops some of that speed aspect, I think uh, he's going to be a legitimate shot to, uh, to maybe challenge that 200 freestyle record next year because he's just a junior. So he'll be back next year, and and he helped Lance to a fifth place team finish, which is best ever for Lansing's program. They had a great, uh, a great state meet and they return a lot of guys next year. So Lansing is a, a program certainly to watch out for uh, as a potential team to maybe challenge for one of those top three spots next year. If they can add a couple more pieces, they will lose a, 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 foreign exchange student from Spain who helped him out immensely this year but they got some nice pieces back with Mendez and Jacob Cobbs to uh to really uh really take the next step maybe again next year and so the other uh, that covers all the almost all the state champions the other state champion that really wasn't from the Wichita area besides Mendez of Lansing was Alex Moeller the uh the St. Thomas Aquinas junior diver he takes the diving title and Mac uh he, I'll tell you what he got it he got a battle from uh, from andale's Gage cooper and, and shout out to Gage uh, first ever state qualifier in swimming or diving for Mandale. Uh, just a freshman, but boy he looked good on the board, but Alex had just enough to, to really hold him off. He had a 30 point lead going into the finals, but Cooper really closed that gap and, and made it made quite a race out of it
1: yeah and 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 i think you know looking at it uh you know last year you know moeller gets the the victory by i think 80 points uh you know just a a huge margin uh and then this one i mean and it wasn't just uh you know uh cooper uh you had uh you know the 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 andover kid uh, as well up in there um and and just uh, kept it close and and I, i would say that you know uh I think uh last year moeller knew pretty uh early on probably just he, he just kind of had to not really mess up in the finals to to, to keep it and then um you know th- this year it was through to the last dive that like uh you know uh seeing what uh what what cooper did and had just he he finished so strong on that last one and and got up over that that 400 point mark and 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 so moeller knew that when he got in you know it wasn't just kind of uh you know play it safe like he he had to nail it and and sure enough he did uh ends up getting that 418 uh scored as the as the his final number so uh, finishing 16 points ahead uh you know uh and and, and i think that was a, it was a 30-point gap heading uh you know into that final so uh cooper was just an amazing performance and to see that from a freshman uh as he's going head to head with with a uh, a reigning state champ was was pretty amazing, and then you know for for Moler as much as it was uh, you know this close battle, you would think that would be the one we're getting this like. Uh, you know, big reaction, you know, we were talking earlier, and uh, that kid is just so calm uh, under pressure, he 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 left that, just, you know, you, you couldn't see it on his face when he's diving, afterwards, he was he was just calm about it, and, you know, he, he immediately pointed out, you know, how good uh, Cooper was, how good uh, Braden Larson of Andover was, uh, you know, and, and he, he also talked about how, you know, uh, going into next year, you're going to have those, all of them back add in DeSoto's uh Jason Grammer uh as somebody who didn't have a great state uh meet but uh all year he's been one that's been pushing these top guys uh at different events so uh you know it Moeller's looking at it and, and you gotta imagine where last year uh you know i I think he was a little disappointed not getting to go up against the, the the favorite that was Emporia's uh Braxton Higgins. But uh, you know, this year, like he he has these guys pushing, pushing and it and just expect the dives next year. Uh it 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 should be uh really, really good to see what these kids can do when there's this many top guys. And they're all coming back, the, t- the top placers at state. And uh, Moeller knows that he, he said he's going to have to not get greedy, stay humble, keep working. Because if he doesn't learn some new dives and keep getting better uh, quickly, he's going to get surpassed. He's not going to be able to to try to finish out his career with a 3 beat.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was uh, it, it should be a great, uh, great diving competition next year for sure uh, with with so many guys back. And so um, so great uh, boys swimming meet, uh, state swimming meet, your champions again in Class 6A Blue Valley North and Class 5A Andover. both teams uh, runaway winners of those state titles going back to back for both of them this year and so we wrap up swimming and immediately jump uh not not back in the pool but back on the mat now uh you know we get right back at it with state wrestling coming up this weekend it actually starts tomorrow thursday uh we got uh, a new format this year for state wrestling where instead of having the girls uh go two days and then followed by the boys the on the friday saturday we're gonna go uh All of them wrestling together. We got two sites with three classes at each site. We got class 6A boys, class 5A boys, and then the class 6A, 5A girls being held at Hartman Arena down in Wichita. And then class 4A boys, class 3 through 1A boys, and the class 4 through 1A girls being held at uh, Tony's Pizza Events Center in Salina. And we talked a little bit about the girls uh, wrestling last week on our podcast so we'll just focus on the boys this week and you know coming out of regionals with the girls we talked about some big upsets that occurred here and there uh, some number ones going down some defending state champions going down but you know boys really kind of held true to form we really didn't see a whole lot of surprises guys did you catch anything that just really jumped out at you as like ooh, that kind of kind of was a bit of a shock yeah, I mean, you, you talking about
2: one specific? I, I guess I I would throw out the three through one a two hundred fifteen pound where you've got a couple uh, returning state champions and then Luke Fisher of Larned and Eli Franklin from Smith Center and and uh, you know Fisher Fisher's one of those unbeatens that comes into state and uh, uh, you know won the one hundred ninety pound title last year in three through one a and has moved up to two fifteen which is is Franklin's territory. He's the reigning champion in two fifteen, but. But uh, this year, uh, Luke has defeated Eli a couple times. And Eli lost in the, in the regional final uh, uh, to uh, a Norton wrestler whose name escapes escaped me, and I apologize. But, but anyway, what that's another thing where you get, you've got probably two uh, former state champions that are going to – uh, you know, if they can get through their first round matches, they're going to be in the quarters on Thursday. And, and, uh, I think that's always an eye catcher when you've got guys with those credentials that, uh, that end up, uh, you know, button heads uh, in an early round. And that's, that, so that maybe that's the one bracket that I've seen in, in the research I've done that, that's kind of caught my eye.
3: Yeah. Um. Kind of just t- to mention what you guys were talking about. I was at the Norton Regional, and there really, I, there really wasn't any any huge upsets. Uh, you know, like Scott mentioned, uh, the Norton Colton Stover beating uh, beating Eli Franklin, mild upset maybe. But you look at the rankings, the Stover was Stover was actually ahead of him. So, uh, but that is that it that it that is going to be intriguing that. Uh, that uh, Fisher's going to have to meet with him in in the quarterfinals. And I think that's one of the matches that, that really, that really step out. Um, But other than that, I mean, there wasn't, I just didn't see any huge, huge shockers out there, at least, at least from my area.
0: No, there weren't. And and even looking at, uh, you know, some potential interesting quarterfinal showdowns since that'll be uh, on the first day, day one, uh, day one of the state tournament. They'll wrestle the round one and then the quarterfinals and then the first round of consolation. And I was going through trying to maybe see a couple quarterfinal matches that we might, uh, you know, might, might be, be a feature type match that uh, a little earlier expected because, like on the girls' side, we definitely have some uh, where we have like Layla Tyndall against Kara Lecoq in in uh, in class three two four four through one A. But you know, going down looking at the at the boys' quarterfinals, some of the ones that maybe jump out at me um, would been Colt, Colt Rogers at uh, two fifteen from Rose Hill. Uh, if, if he wins and Dalton Roush of Holton wins, you know, going into regionals, those guys were ranked number one two. Roush gets upset at regionals. And so kind of puts him in the, in the bracket, but he's a guy that's been a state runner up in the past, uh, very strong wrestler. So that could be an interesting, uh, interesting quarterfinal matchup, uh, there, uh, if you look at, um, uh, class three, two, one, a boys, Jay Sean, George of Larned, he was number one going into regionals. He gets beat. He's going to have to face either Tate Blackwell Quinter or Zephyrin uh, Donner of Russell or, uh, or Caleb Keysweater from Norton. And all four of those guys were ranked one through four going into regionals and then how regionals played out. You know, now you've got a, a pretty good matchup there potentially happening in the quarterfinals. But across the board, there really weren't a whole lot, you know, Fisher versus Franklin. Uh, Another one that might be interesting is Josh Grimm of Sabetha against Gavin Shippers. If both those guys win their first round matches, that was a state championship match last year in class three, two, one, a, and here uh, they're going to have to make it through to uh, make, just meet in the semifinals potentially. I mean, Shippers, uh, the defending state champion just finished fourth uh, at his regional. And so fourth, 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 maybe third, third or fourth. Anyway, he, uh, He finished fourth at his regional. So, you know, maybe not quite having the year he had a year ago, but maybe, you know, he was a guy that kind of caught fire at the state meet last year. He was a little bit, maybe, of a surprise state champion last year. So maybe he's got that run in him again. Uh, You know, but looking at it, yeah, there are just not a whole lot of real, real awesome matches out there. Jamil Agnew, defending state champion at 138 in Class 6A, uh, could have to face Daniel Gomez of Mays, uh, a very strong wrestler. In the quarterfinals, and that one thirty-eight weight class is it's it's legit. I mean, there are some there are some dudes in that one. I think it's the only state bracket that returns uh, multiple state champions on the boys side, except for the the two fifteen and in in class three two one a where you got three guys who are past state champions. I believe in that uh, in that six a one thirty eight bracket. When you look at Jamil Agnew of Manhattan, Dylan Cooper of Mill Valley, and Landon Coacher munoz of Washburn Rural. All three of those guys were state champions a year ago. Only one of them is going to maybe have a shot at repeating this year at 138. Uh, Agnew won at 132 last year. Cooper at 126 and Coacher Munoz at 120. So that's a loaded weight class. Um, 285. Brett Carroll, Sebastian Lopez, uh, you know, uh, Milan Col- Colvin from uh, Derby, who who kind of jumped up at regionals. He's no newcomer, that's for sure. He was uh, he was at Rose Hill, and just imagine if he was still at Rose Hill because that's one weight class where I don't think they maybe got a state qualifier in. But uh, he was a state he was a state runner up in the past, uh, and certainly I believe um you know he was he was somebody that that really had a shot at winning the state title there this year but he moves from uh rose hill to derby and maybe that's why he his record isn't as uh as uh as, as, have as many matches on it because he had to sit out a, the semester or whatever but uh he's uh you know he's somebody that definitely has what it takes to uh go out and challenge Brett Carroll for for a state title there so you know looking at some uh, defending returning state champions and we'll have a have this up on our on our website here I just just did a little file that had a list of all the all the returning state champions this year and all the undefeated wrestlers Um, you know there's in class 6a there are four undefeated wrestlers going into state you got Ezekiel Witt from Manhattan who previously was a state champion for Junction City uh, he's 39-0 and 0 at 113 pounds. Uh, Mays is a pair of, of undefeated wrestlers. Aiden Flores at 190 is 43-0. and 0. And then Ronan Wunsch at, at 215 is 44-0. And, and And, Scott, those guys have, have just been lights out for Mays this year. You know, Mays was 5A last year. Flores was a state champion at 215 last year. He moves down to 190 so that Wunsch can make the lineup this year at, at 215. And and Mays is somebody that certainly uh, – has, has some quality guys and, and has a shot at contending in 6A. Yeah, those two guys flip uh, flip weight weight
2: classes for this season, and boy, I, what a decision that turned out to be! You know, Flores obviously a reigning champion or the champion last year at two fifteen, and just been an out, has had an outstanding career once as well. Just a little bit more in the shadows, he finished third in his weight class a, a year ago, and those two uh, best buds since I think second grade. I mean, they've got a long time, uh, long time friendship, and and uh, when you see them at meets, it's 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 kind of a. Uh, You know, Tom and Jerry, the two of them are there on the mat, stretching, talking. Uh, I think I think uh, really good buddies, and then what a what a special opportunity for these guys. You know, Mays uh, obviously coming off the 5A championship last year, they won the team championship, ended Goddard's eight-year reign in 5A by doing so, and then they move up to 6A and. And uh, it's obviously been a good move for, for those guys. And, uh, you know, those records, uh, I, I think what impresses me is those records are, uh, you know, that, that's not the path of least, least resistance. Those guys are taken to those records. Uh, you know, they both competed in the Newton tournament champions, the Kansas city stampede, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of those big meets and, and, uh, you know, that I once, at, at the time I saw one wrestle was at the Newton TOC and he, he had an injury that, uh, was going against a really good wrestler in the finals in Valley centers, DeMont Mucker, And, and it really, it looked pretty grim for, for once at that point, you, you know, he had to use his injury time to, to kind of reset himself and, and then ends up winning that match. So, you know, these guys haven't, you know, they, they, they do have a lot of pins, but those are guys that uh, have had to dodge the, dodge the big bullet occasionally. And, and they, they both done so and, and uh, really carry a great opportunity uh, into the, into uh, this weekend.
0: Yeah, May's uh, ranked number three in the Class 6A rankings going into state. Uh, Washburn, Rural, and Manhattan are ranked one and two. Rural had just a tremendous uh, tremendous regional meet. I think they put seven in the finals and, and won a number of those, and they go to state. They've got three guys ranked number one in their weight classes with Easton Brocksterman at 132. He was a state champion last year, runner-up the year before that. Uh, Christian Marshall at 150, and then Brody Byrne at 157, and then you look at Washburn Rural. They also got number two, Landon Coach Munoz at 138, and, and Brady, his brother Brody Coacher Munoz at 144, both uh, ranked number two, and so is Cooper Stivers at 126. So Washburn Rural, you know, a team that's won a number of uh, state titles here recently, looks uh, looks every bit the uh, the team favored to win again this weekend but if they if they're not you know manhattan's right there they've got ezekiel witt ranked number one uh cameron coonrod's ranked number one at 120 uh, 126 and and the indians got number two at, at 120 with caleb hutchinson who was a state champion last year as well they've also got logan lagerman ranked number three and, uh, you know, a handful of other guys splashed in the rankings. So those two teams uh, are both probably your favorites in, in 6A with Mays right there pushing them. And then, you know, the other undefeated one was Brett Carroll. And a nice, uh, interesting on Brett uh, Mack this year. Uh, not only is he going after a uh, state title, but he's fighting to be, fighting to uh, keep his all-time career pins record. Uh, he, he's already set it, but he's got uh, Aiden Amrine from Hill City hot on his heels. So, uh, you know, something for Brett to really, uh, really drive him as well this weekend.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I think it's also something that I don't think he needs anything to drive him. You know, I, I, in talking with him, you know, he, he, he's somebody that, uh, I think the best story to kind of, Show the the, the the fact that he's not just going to be happy with, uh, you know, what he has and, and kind of take it for granted, you know, and just always focused on getting better. And, and uh, you know, I, I was asking him about uh, the uh, late the East football team uh, knocking off. Gardner Edgerton and being that one loss for a Gardner Edgerton team that ends up, you know, winning the, the 6A state title in football. And uh, the first thing he said to me, he's like, you know, I, I was kind of upset after that win because too many people on the team were happy about the victory and not focused on there's things we need to do to get better. And, you know, obviously, uh, you know, they ended and don't uh, end up winning a a, a a state title. and They had a great season, but it was like, we, we got to focus on those details, even in those moments where you have that victory, like he's thinking about, Hey, this is the thing that I didn't quite do well enough. I need to do better. And, you know, that's how you end up getting uh, a record like that. Uh, 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 Pins the state record for pins because you're in matches and and in his mind there's times he'll get a pin and he's like I didn't get the pin fast enough like there was a moment I should have won in the first round not the third Uh, you know there there's things like that and that's just kind of where his mind goes he kind of finds any way to to uh, you know uh, kind of look at his game and figure out why it wasn't as good as it could have been and how he can make it better and so that's why you you get somebody who uh, you know can keep building off of going from a a, a, a fourth-place uh, finish as a freshman and then comes back, faces that same kid from the third-place match, uh, Sebastian Lopez, and, and ends up taking second. And that drives him to come back as a junior and 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 beat Lopez in the finals to get the win. And then comes back this year and it looks even better than that. He was amazing last year, and he looks even better uh, and has that undefeated record and, and, and keeps stacking up these pins because uh, he's constantly focused on hey, how do I get better? Because the last win, that last big moment isn't enough. There's still something else you know, to, 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 to improve upon. And, 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 uh, you know, I think for him, uh, you know, he, he talked about how going at the college level, you know, he's going to play for a team that, you know, he'll want to be undefeated, but you know, that's probably not likely. And this is his best shot. He's not had uh, a moment in his career and in any of the sports he's played where he got to finish something undefeated. So he's going to be more focused on that than necessarily the pin records, but I can guarantee you at the level he's competing at, he's going to keep picking up, some 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 pins here uh, throughout his final performance at state.
0: All right, so look let's look at uh, the number one ranked kids in Class Six A going into the uh, into the state meet at one oh six. It's Garden City's Braden Pacheco at one thirteen. Manhattan's Ezekiel Witt at one twenty. Garden City's Matt Long one twenty six. Manhattan's Cameron Coonrod one thirty Rural's Easton Brocksterman. one thirty eight. Mill Valley's Dylan Cooper. 144, Gardner, Edgerton's, Cason Smith. 150, Washburn Rural's, Christian Marshall. 157, Washburn Rural's, Brody Byrne. 165, Mill Valley's, Colin McAllister. 175, Mays's, Jaden Ford. 190, Mays's, Aiden Flores. 215, Mays's, Ronan Wunsch. And 285, Aletha East, Brett Carroll. And then Class 5A, uh, we've got only two undefeated wrestlers going in. We've got Harley Zimmerman of Hayes, who is 38-0 at 144 pounds, and Goddard Zach Wesley, who is, one, is 14 and 14-0 at 175 pounds. And Ricky, uh, the Zimmerman kid, got a state championship last year. His sister was a standout wrestler. Um, talk a little bit about Harley Zimmerman of Hayes and, and going after a second state title there.
3: Yeah, I think the thing with Harley is just how he's continued to get better. I mean, I think he kind of—I remember seeing him um, the first time as a freshman at the at the Hayes tournament, and you know. He took a lot of losses that year, but you could just tell he was somebody that was on the rise. By the time he was a sophomore, I think he made runner-up, then broke through with the state championship uh, this year uh, or last year. This year, man, he has just been nails. I mean, I, I, I know the the coaching staff just loves his work work ethic and what he's been able to do throughout throughout the his entire career. And uh, yeah, I think I think getting an undefeated season would be would there be a lot of people around Hayes that really excited because he just seems like he's such a, such a really good kid?
0: Yeah, and then Zach Wesley was a kid that won a state championship in 2021. hasn't found his way back to the top. Uh, got a little late start on on this season, but uh, you know him and Goddard are, are kind of back a little bit. Uh, Scott, uh, you know they they saw their state championship streak end a year ago, but uh, they've uh, they they've returned back to where they're ranked number one going into state this year in five A. Yeah, I, I talked to
2: Goddard coach uh, Brent Means earlier this week, and then you know, Brett's. I, I asked him. I said, "How much has that been driving your kids?" And and he said, "Oh yeah, they're you know without a doubt." He said well, they were really disappointed. You know, I guess it's one of those things that all all good things come to an end. You know that, but but they were actually kind of disappointed with how uh, maybe even some of their their younger kids responded under the bright lights of state last year and felt like they. They could have given Mays maybe a better fight. They ended up finishing fifth in the team uh, in the team competition, so it really was a a step back for them. But they have you know they've they've re- reloaded, reset. Um, you know Wesley, <clears throat> you mentioned Zach Wesley, and and Zach did win a, a state title as a freshman, and and uh, ended up in brackets with really you know some really good ones. Uh, is Chunk tongue, tongue your uncle? Is that how we pronounced it from Emporia? Uh, ran into him as a sophomore in the 145. Uh, uh, Bracket and in and, and, and the semifinals and ended up taking third. And then in 157 last year, runs into Blue Valley Southwest Cole Cronk in, in the finals. So, uh, you know, Zach's been not far away. But uh, uh, as Brett said, you know, as Coach Meads told me, he said, you know, when that kid wins, when a kid wins a title as a freshman, everybody starts saying, okay, well, you're going to win four. Well, it hasn't, it, you know, it hasn't played out that way. Even the senior year, uh, here, Wesley started out wrestling early, broke his hand uh, in December. And missed ten weeks, and so he was out uh, for most of the season. Came back for the Rose Hill Invitational, which is a was a good, you know, good, you know, great place to to test things, and and won that, and has, has kept on winning. So he comes in with a fourteen and zero record, and and uh, the you know the Lions had a really good regional. Uh, that Arc City Regional had eight of the top ten teams uh, in the rankings uh, in Class Five A, and and Goddard was able to to win that pretty handily. They qualified uh, eleven wrestlers six for the finals four of them ended up uh winning titles and and so they you know the that's that's kind of what we're used to I guess from from Goddard that but that type of uh depth and and dominance and, and Wesley is really one of the one of few seniors on that group it's a pretty young group and uh so so they may be back you know not just for a one year uh you know for a one year stay uh but uh, uh they come in uh, you know I, I guess the thing that kind of caught my eye with all of their, their, they've got Jacob Goodwin as another returning state champion, and then a, an outstanding freshman at 106 and Oscar Guana. So uh, up and down the lineup, really loaded, and, and uh, you know even one of their runners up uh, at the Arc City Regional, Ethan Vieira was a 10 seed going into that bracket and was able to wrestle all the way to the finals and and uh, got pinned by Great Ben's J Sharks when he after leading in the third period of that match. So that, that that's the kind of thing that if you're going to get back and win a title. You know you need those 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 anchors in your lineup, but but also a, a kid that wrestles way above what he's expected, and and uh, Goddard has has kind of shown that type of uh, ability this year.
0: Yeah, Goddard, Goddard ranked number one, Andover number two, and Saint Thomas Aquinas number three going into state. Uh, a number of returning state champions in Class Five A: Caden Gallat of Saint Thomas Aquinas, Lucas Kaufman of Newton, Jet Schwartz of Valley Center, Adam Mackey of Andover. Harley Zimmerman of Hayes, and then Jacob Goodwin and Zach Wesley of Goddard. And looking at the the rankings going in, at 106, number one is Trevor Christensen of Baser-Linwood. At 113, Caden Gallat of St. Thomas Aquinas. 120, Lucas Kaufman of Newton. 126, Kale Puderbaugh of Baser-Linwood. 132, Luke Potter of Andover. 138, Adam Mackey of Andover. 144 harley zimmerman of hayes 150 jacob goodwin goddard 157 jace schwartz of great Schwartz of great ben uh, 165 luke hancock of aquinas 175 zach wesley of goddard 190 omari elias of cape of mount carmel 215 Diamond mucker of valley center and 285 dawson rod of andover central and scott we could have a fun uh Fun t- running back committee with the those number ones at 190 and 215, and Amari Elias and Diamond Mucker. Those guys were dynamic running backs on the football field. Oh, absolutely, yeah that that would not be a, that would not be a, a secondary player's dream
2: trying to tackle those guys if they broke through the first line. That's for sure. Both real physical guys, and and uh, both with a, a legitimate shot to win a state title this weekend.
0: Yeah, I would love to see them wrestle each other on the mat, too. And, uh, you know, shout out to Baser Linwood for, uh, for a great season. Uh, you know, they got two guys ranked number one, Trevor Christensen at 106, Cale Puderbaugh at, at, at 126. Those guys are, are both freshmen. Cale is the, the son of head coach Jason Puderbaugh. And, and uh, Baser is a, a team that really has it going right now. They got a lot of really good kids up and down the board. Uh, we look at Evan Bielhauer, uh also right there, and, and uh, an older Puderbaugh. Uh, at, a, at a higher weight, has had a really nice season. So, uh, Bassett Linwood looking really good in Class Four A to maybe sneak in and get one of those top three finishes. And then turning our attention to Class Four A, um, we've talked about it all season, but uh, you know this year uh, has been Rose Hills' year. I mean, they're just a dominant, dominant program this year. And Scott, uh, is there any way anybody can challenge them for the state title this year? Well, I, I. I,
2: I <laughs> Maybe a little flippant here, but I think if Rose Hill can get the bus to, to, to the Tony's Pizza Event Center, they're they're more than capable of taking care of the rest. This team has answered every challenge this year, and uh, you know they were saddled with the number one ranking in the state uh, right out of the, right from the get go, uh, which is pretty rare for a four A school. And you know it just they don't. Uh, they, you know they might be in the top 3 top 5 but it's rare that the 4A school is uh pinned down with that number 1 ranking in November and they took it uh and they ran with it uh, you know they they've answered all challenges they they won the Newton tournament of champions they went out to Garden City's uh, Rocky Welton Invitational and, and won that and and then won their own you know own tournament which was a very quality uh quality field you know they wrestled Washburn Rural and Mays and duels and won those uh that, as part of their 10 and 0 record in duels and and then at the Andale Regional, <clears throat> they go out and win the you know the lowest six weight classes and seven uh, individual titles overall. They win the first uh, you know the lowest six weight classes there, and uh, they come into state with with four with top ranked wrestlers in, in four classes. Uh, you got the and it's a young group. Junior uh, Samson Witted at 106, uh, Johnny Leck, a, a past state champion at at 132, uh, Junior Dame, uh, Damon Ingram, who was a, a finalist last year. Uh, is uh number 1 at 138 and then Cole Rogers at, at 215 and so they're yeah they're loaded for bear. I mean it, it really it, it's going to be it's going to be a challenge for anybody to give them much of a fight. Uh you know they didn't win a state an individual uh, state title last year like did it won his 2 years ago. So uh maybe that's a uh, The hunger they take into this meet is to is to collect as much individual gold as possible. But uh, it's a team that uh, a lot of those kids have wrestled wrestled as um, you know. There was a junior program started about 10 years ago in Rose Hill, and and those kids, a lot of those kids, have been in it the whole time, and and uh, are really reaping the reaping the benefits of that right now.
0: Yeah. Actually I think they did get one last year. I believe Julio Julio Aguirre That's right. Aguirre that's right. Yeah. Got he, one, he's, but not, he's, he's not in the program. Yeah. He moved yeah. he moved I think he moved back to Oklahoma where he had come from, but he so he was like a, a one and done in there for that, him that's now. correct. But, uh, but yes, yeah, still, I mean, they, they they had they were so dominant, and it'd be it would be interesting to see where Julio would fit in this lineup this year, but as, as good as they are in those lower weights, uh, like you said, they've got uh, three number ones in the first six weights, and the and the three weights they don't have number ones in, they got a number three, a number three, and a number two, uh, in those spots. So, uh, Rose Hill Seth certainly looks dominant, so the race for second might be on, and man, Paola is a program. That uh, really looks good, and that if Rose Hill goes in and, and doesn't have a good a good weekend and something goes wrong, Paola is certainly a team capable of threatening. They've got three number one ranked wrestlers as well, and Mac Paola's had a strong season all year, and and they've they've got some guys that can go out and do some damage, including uh, defending champion Brock Johnson.
1: Yeah, and 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 you you look at that. Uh, the smaller weight classes having that Bryson Rockers at uh, number one ranked at, at 113 Caden Powell number one ranked at 120 and then leading into to, to Brock Johnson at, at 126 and uh, you know with that group uh, you know they they definitely uh, will get a lot of points uh, from there and then uh, you know just a, a lot of other guys uh, on the team that uh, should be able to 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 uh, you know, do some damage as well and, 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 you know, maybe not win a state title, but uh, definitely make a, a deep run in their brackets. Uh, you know, guys like uh, Clayton Younger is in uh, 165. I think he's second ranked right now. Um, and then, uh, Carson Martin at uh 215. So uh they definitely have the depth and 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 could be right there and uh you know but it, it, if we if we are looking at it as even just that that race for second uh even that won't be easy cuz then you add in uh you know a, another team from my area Tonganoxie uh and they got you know, the a, a deep team that uh also has uh, a few of those top wrestlers, uh, at 144, uh, Braden Moore ranked number one, and then uh, Noah Bailey at, at 150, um, and, and a bunch of uh, guys that uh, you know, also on there, guys like uh, Colton uh, Brusven is at 190, is I think ranked third right now, uh, but they had uh, I wanna say nine guys in the regional finals Um, I think five, uh, end up, uh, becoming regional champs. So, uh, you, you look at that group and, and, uh, I think, uh, between those two, uh, you know, it, it should be a a very tough fight. And then you add in, you know, these other teams, Scott city clay center, uh, definitely maybe Rose Hill judges come in, takes care of business and, and get that state title just wrapped up. And then, uh, it will be a brutal fight for the teams trying to get those other Two team trophies.
0: Absolutely. Uh, looking at Class 4A, there's only three undefeated wrestlers in Class 4A. Uh, and, the, and the interesting thing is, is only one of those three is ranked number one at his weight class. Uh, Tay Wilson from Pratt, he was a state champion last year at 150. He's 38-0, ranked number one at 165. And then you go and you got Parker Googe of Ottawa, who's 37-0 at 175, and Murphy Randolph, the freshman for Abilie, who's 32-0 at 126. Uh, Parker Googe, State champion two years ago. Last year, he got hurt and missed the entire wrestling season. He's back and back with a vengeance. Uh, when he won, he won at 145 pounds. Um, was, was a bit of an upset that year, and and uh, he had some great emotion when he won. He was, was almost in disbelief. Uh, this year, man, he has uh, been on fire. But he's ranked number two uh, going into state behind Houston Frank, who was runner-up last year for Scott City. He's ranked number one. Gouge is two. And then Murphy Randolph, and I, I talked to him a little bit the other day, and we'll have him on our on our state wrestling storylines. He's thirty two and zero, and he's ranked number six. I mean, that's just it, it just blows my mind that someone that has only gone out and won every single match. Has, can be ranked number six going into state and and one is regional and won and it convincingly but when you look at 126 which is where he's at I mean that that weight class is absolutely loaded Brock Johnson was a state champion last year Adam Bilby from Rose Hills finished in the top three three times uh Talon Suttles of Winfield re- two-time returning state placer Sammy Hirschberger was top four last year Key Sanders of Independence a, a two two-time top four state placer so his weight class is loaded but you want to talk about giving someone a little chip to go into a, a state tournament be undefeated and be ranked number six then that's a that's just kind of crazy but you know we'll, we'll, he'll get to prove it'll he'll, he'll get a chance to go out and show that hey I am deserving of, of being a guy that can be considered for a for a state final. He's the only freshman among those guys, but all those guys are underclassmen. Uh, Bilby Suttles and Sanders, all juniors, and then Johnson and, and Hershberger are sophomores. But uh, that 126 weight class should be should be a great one. And then looking at your returning state champions, uh, we talked about Brock Johnson and Johnny Leck already. Uh, Braden Moore from Tonganoxie at one, uh, 144. He was a state champion last year at 132. Uh, Colin McDaniel of Scott City was a state champion two years ago. Um, And he's only ranked number five in 150 this year, but he was a state champion two years ago. At 157, you got the Tucker Cell owen Eck battle again for the state title. Uh, Going into last year, both of them were two-time state champions. Ended up having to meet in the semifinals last year, and Eck beat him on his way to his third straight this year. They're on the opposite side of the bracket, but... uh, you know, and X beaten Shell a couple times this year. He kind of holds the upper hand, but you just never know. I mean, Tucker one good throw, and you never know what will happen. But uh, so they're bat- battling for the title at one fifty seven. Uh, mentioned Tay Wilson at uh, or Ty Wilson at one sixty five from Pratt and Parker Gouge at one seventy five from Ottawa, and then Jack Harvey of uh, Baldwin looking for a second straight state title. At 190 pounds. And so your class, their number one ranked kids in class 4A at 105, Samson Witted of Rose Hill, 113, Bryson Rockers of Paola, 120, Caden Powell of Paola, 126, Brock Johnson of Paola, 132, Johnny Leck of Rose Hill, 138, Damon Ingram of Rose Hill, 144, finally someone not from Paola or Rose Hill. You got Braden Moore of Tonganoxy. We go back-to-back Tonganoxie at 150, Noah Bailey's ranked number one, uh, 157, Owen Eck, number one, 165, Ty Wilson of Pratt, 175, Houston Frank of Scott City, 190, Jack Jack Harvey of Baldwin, 215, Cole Rogers of Rose Hill, and then 285, Willie John Morales of Augusta. And that's your class 4A, number one ranked wrestlers. And then kind of like the question to Scott in 4A with Rose Hill, Ricky, anybody can challenge hoxie which is coming off you know just two straight years of just historic state performances i don't know that they're quite as as good and as deep as they've been the last two years but are they vulnerable at all to anybody else in class 321a i think you'd have to see a lot of really crazy stuff happen there would have to
3: be they'd have to have multiple people upset um yeah, I just, I I think they're the strong contender. And, uh, you know, one thing about them is they've been wrestling most of the year without a guy who was undefeated last year and the state champion um, at 126, I believe, Carson, o- Carson Oaks at 132. Um, you know, he's coming back. They they held him out of the regional final just as a precaution because he's starting to, he's kind of working his way back from off season surgery. But um, yeah, I mean, they're, Hoxie's not quite as deep as they were last year, but they're still deep. I mean, they've got uh, nine qualifiers, uh, you know, three returning champions, and just some other some other guys that 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 are going to get them points. So, um, you know, I think they're the heavy favorite. But just kind of the thing that stands out to me at, in three two one a as a whole is just how many of those guys that have been there before in the, in the title matches, not only are there eight returning champions, but just guys that have been really talented wrestlers who are still looking, looking to break through. Like uh, a guy like in, in Scott's area, Crayo Coop has been one, he's been one of the more talented kids I've seen at that tournament, but yet he doesn't have a state championship. I mean, he got beat as a freshman and then last year he ran into Hoxie's Drew Bretts and the, Semis or quarters, and and uh, you know, and didn't get it. And the um, you know, guy like who I'm writing about today, Corbin P- Puga, uh, has been one of the consistently one of the best heavyweights, but uh, you know, have had the has had to settle for third place finishes last year. Uh, Sam Watkins from Hoxie, really talented guy, who got uh, upset by Sabathis Josh Herman, you know, last year. Uh, Carter Creer from Oakley, uh, you know he was he was really close to a state champion as a freshman, and then got beaten the and then uh, uh, missed the whole sophomore season uh, with it with an injury. So um, yeah, that almost everywhere you look, every weight class, um, if it's not a returning champion, there's a, a Wyatt Gardner from before at 150. He was real close to a state championship last year for Wichita County. Just so. Uh, You know, at at pretty much every weight class, if there's not a returning state champion, there's at least a talented guy that that you've heard of that you know kind of has a chance to break through. So I, you know, I think we're going to see a lot of a lot of guys defend titles, and uh, you know, I'm just kind of curious to see the atmosphere. Uh, You know, obviously, I'll I'll miss Gross Coliseum. You know seeing it there, not just because it's within walking distance from my apartment, but but it, you know, it, it, it's a really good atmosphere. And, I am gonna kind of, I think we're all kind of intrigued to how this is gonna work in the in the finals. Uh, you know, it's gonna be hectic for us, but, and I think it's gonna be a lot of pandemonium. But I think it's gonna be you know an electric in the in the arena when you got three different championship matches going on at the same time. So uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be
0: exciting to see how this all, all this unfolds absolutely it kind of harkens back to the old days at the wichita coliseum when 6a 5a and 4a boys were all together at one site there and and you could have those three championship matches going on all at the same time and you'd have one you know one area of the arena would erupt and then another area of the arena would erupt and and now we're in a little bit tighter quarters you know the coliseum was kind of a big place where they had you know held football and hockey and all that kind of stuff and now we're at the at the uh, Salina Event Center there, and and it, it, it's going to be a premium to find parking and to find uh, a spot to sit at, at that place, but uh, it should make for a loud, uh, raucous environment, and uh, it should be some great, great stuff. Uh, you know, looking at Class 321A boys, three guys are undefeated. Uh, Ricky already mentioned Creo Coop of West Elk, uh, and we've already talked about Lar- Luke Fisher of Larned. The other one is Colin Memold of Sabetha. He was the state runner-up last year. He's 39-0 and 0 this year, uh, as is Coop, and Fisher is 42-0. And, and And Scott, let's talk a little bit about Creo. You know, he's a guy that's been, uh, you know, ever since his freshman year, both in football and wrestling, just a guy that was a name we heard about immediately as soon as he, he burst on the scene. And he's gone to state with an undefeated record before and, and still looking for, for that title. And, uh, you know, is this the year he can finally kind of get that monkey off his back and get it done? Yeah,
2: it'll be interesting to see. You know, like you said, he came in came in unbeaten as a freshman and, and made it all the way to the final and and uh, and before he fell uh, in the championship match there to Kingman's Colby Schreiner in a, in a close decision. So so he had that that opportunity to get number one with an unbeaten record and didn't get it. Uh, lost a lost had one loss coming into state last year and then uh, ran into to Drew Brett from Hoxie in the in the semifinals and Drew got him. So so yeah, he's. He's run into to some some really, as you would expect, some fierce competition at that at, at the far end of that level, and he comes in again. You know, 125 and three career record. Uh, you know, I, I'm working on a storyline on Mulvane's Leanna Landreth but on the girls' side, and and I kind of compared the the c- kind of compared it to the professional golfers' uh, best to never win a major uh, line that, that that's always out there in that pro golf discussion, and and I think Leanna's kind of in that. In that boat on the girls' side, and I would put Creole on that on that side on the you know in the boys' side with those credentials. I mean, 125 wins, three losses, and, and uh, you know still still looking for that first title. Maybe maybe this will be the the time, but he certainly had had a great uh, great career to this point, and and hopefully he can validate that uh, on Saturday with
0: the title. Absolutely. Uh, looking at uh, the teams, chasing and Hoxie and the team race, uh, Norton's ranked number two. Uh, Atchison County from uh, Effingham is ranked number three, Sabetha four and Phillipsburg five. And uh, looking at our returning state champions uh, from from past years, uh, you got Brogan Monte of Beloit. He was the 106 champion last year. He's at 113. Uh, para champions at 120. Ian Giancola of Hoxie. And Chase Johnson of Minneapolis, both were state champions in the past. Giancola getting his last year. Johnson getting his at two, uh, in two, 2022. Uh, Carson Oaks of Hoxie uh, at 132. Mason Younger of Ellis at 144. Aiden Amrine of Hill City at 175. Luke Fisher and Eli Franklin uh, from Larned and Smith Center at 215. And then Gavin Shippers of Hoxie at 285. And then looking at our number one ranked wrestlers, we have uh, Tate Blackwell from Quinner, ranked number one at 106. Brogan Monte of Beloit, number one at 113. Ian Giancola, number one from Hoxie at 120. Carter Creer of Oakley, number one at 126. Carson Oaks of Hoxie, number one at 132. Uh, Josiah Ball of Hoisington, great wrestling family name there. Multiple, uh, multiple brothers were state champions. He's number one at 138. Mason Younger of Ellis, number one at 144. Wichita County's Wyatt Gardner, number one at 150. Atchison County's Eastern Schletzbaum, number one at 157. West Elk's Creole Coop, number one at 165. Hill City's Aiden Amrine, one, number one at 175. Hoxie's Sam Watkins, number one at 190. Larned's Luke Fisher, number one at 215. And Norton's Corbin Puga, number one at 285. And, you know, we started this with asking about intriguing sem- uh, quarterfinal matchups. And somehow I kind of missed this one. And it, it might be the most intriguing one of all. When you look at the class three two one a 132 pound bracket, where uh, by my defaulting out of his finals match at regionals that put puts uh, Oaks down in a in a number two spot, even though he's ranked number one. Well, in the quarterfinals, he's probably going to have to go up against Logan Courtois, Berlin game, who was a state runner up last year, and uh, you know that those guys are number one two in the state, and probably you know. Just looking at that bracket, that's the championship match right there. And we're gonna have it in the quarterfinals, uh just kind of how things played out at regionals with uh with Oaks being held out of that finals match. So uh if you're if you're looking to go see a match, that might be the one to go see in the quarterfinals on Thursday with Oaks and Courtois. Uh might be enough to get Ricky to drive and not not just walk across the street from his apartment, but uh more than likely we'll uh We'll just get there. Uh, we're planning on case of beginning getting on site on, on Friday. Uh, getting all the semifinal action for you and then covering all the uh, championship action on Saturday as well. Kind of a, a unique format in, ter- in terms of the schedule for the first two days where they're going to go class by class. Uh, you know, we're going to start out in the morning uh, on Thursday and on Friday with Class 5A boys in, in Wichita and Class 4A boys in Salina. They'll take the mats at 9 a.m. Uh, with their first mound and then the uh, championship quarterfinals after that. Then they'll clear out, and at one30 thirty, you'll have the six five a girls and the four through one a girls uh, coming coming on at one thirty. Uh, six five a girls in Wichita 4 through one a girls in Salina, and then the night session will be five fifteen, and that'll be the six a boys and the three two one a boys, and that's on Thursday. And then on Friday, uh, your session starts at nine a.m. with five a and four a boys, and then noon for the six a. And- 6A girls and 5A girls, and then 2 p.m. for the 6A boys and three two one a boys. And then on Saturday, the action gets started at 9 a.m. Uh, with the consolation semifinals right off the bat. And then you go into your fifth-place matches, then your third-place matches, and then cap the night with championship finals across three mats. And so that is our state wrestling. Uh, Acacia Covered will have you covered for all of that. We've enlisted some help from some other people to make sure we get everything covered with this new format. But Mac and Scott will be down in Wichita, along with some help from Dylan Sherwood uh, from KVOE in Emporia. And then Ricky and I will be over in Salina getting some help from Mike Corson there as well. Uh, so, plenty of wrestling on tap. We'll have uh, some storylines up uh, today on our website, uh, kind of previewing, looking at some different, different uh, interesting storylines heading into state, uh, some, some of the girls' upsets from their regionals, uh, a look at uh, some of the top contending teams, the, pin, the all-time pin race, um, and some other potential contenders there. So, check out Keisha Covered for all of our state wrestling preview stuff that'll be up there this afternoon all our state swimming stuff uh, has been posted and and has been up uh, for a couple days on the website so if you want to check out the recaps from state swimming uh, those are up there as well Uh, we'll have our true blue student athlete student of the week uh, will be up this week as well and then uh, uh, Scott had a a feature on the hall of fame uh, inductee, uh, David Shelley from the state scholars bowl last weekend and Mac will have a, a feature on a hall of fame, Jeff Hulse, uh, the co- former coach up at Olathe East. So we'll have some hall of fame stories up there as well. Plenty of stuff for you to check out on Keisha covered this week and plenty more coming. Uh, we go from state wrestling, uh, this weekend, we'll roll right into state bowling, Uh, the week after that, and then cap the uh, winter season with state basketball the week after that. And We will come back to you again next week. We'll come back to you on Tuesday of next week with bowling being held Wednesday, Thursday, Friday uh, down in Wichita. So uh, check us out uh, a day earlier next week, uh, just kind of like we were a little day earlier this week to accommodate to get all the wrestling preview stuff in ahead of the state championships. And so guys, are you ready for the weekend? It's going to be a it's always a busy one, but it's always a fun one. Uh, trying to track down interviews with all, all 14 individual state champions, your team state champions, get pictures of everybody. Uh, we, got a, we got a job ahead of us, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. fire up the Vision Quest soundtrack. You're going to need that energy for the week. Sounds good. Well, for Scott Pass, for Mac Moore, and Ricky Peterson, this is Brent Maycock saying thanks for tuning in to another Case to Cover podcast it's brought to you by Catfed True Blue, and we will see you next week.